co-hosting with Sean the producer. Let's let's see here. Let's see here. Um, where am I looking for? Testing, testing, testing. The audio sounds good so far, at least in my headphones. I guess we'll find out. Testing, testing, testing. Amazing stuff. If you guys did not catch the Hake Report yesterday, which was co-hosted by me, um, and a surprise... uh, what would you call it? Surprise guest. Not really surprise, but uh, Hassan jumped in the audio engineer and we got into some stuff. Oh, <laughs> and I think Nick, Nick too, Nick Nick jumped in and we got into some stuff. And if you missed it last week, I mean last week, yesterday, then you want to make sure you go podcast that episode. Ooh, it's spicy. It got spicy. And in a good way, I mean, for for fellowship, but maybe not for the YouTube algorithm, but it was deep. And um, you're going to have to just go back and check it out and see what we talked about. And uh, today... We may touch on a few things from yesterday. We'll see how the show goes. But I also have some other things that I want to bring. Some other news news items that I'd like to bring and also get Sean's perspective on. And maybe we can get into it here on the Hake Report. Are we... So however James does it, what does he do? He just goes straight to his song or? Yeah, he goes, so now let's get on with the show. Okay. So now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. One, two, three, four. Because it it actually takes a a real skill set in your throat, in your vocal cords, to hit that note James hits in the middle of the Hake Report theme song. Like, I tried to do it right now, and it was hard to do. So kudos to James for being able to hit that note on a daily basis. It's kind of uh, difficult. But anyway, uh, we welcome to the Hake Report. This is the Hake Report. Uh, and Sean, the producer, and I are sitting in for James Hake, and we will be co-hosting the show together for the two hours, and it's going to be interesting. So welcome to the show. 
Um, shout out to Hake. Um, he is not obviously he is not in today, um, but he is uh, he well J- uh, Jesse and James, you know, allowed me to be as well as Sean be here and co-host for his show. So I'm grateful and uh, amazing stuff. I'm trying to figure out if the audio is good and everything is good first before I really get into it. So I'm kind of spit spitballing this first section off just because I want to make sure you guys can hear us completely and and in the right way and there's no lag so we can get into a good smooth nice show. I don't see anyone commenting that it's uh the audio is bad. Looks good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um so Sean, I know you had mentioned before that, uh, or previously, that you had some things that you just wanted to bring up and talk about. I have a couple of news things, but if you want to get into some things, yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them light, you okay. know, some of them a little deeper. Nice. But I had a list of stuff. First of all, are you watching any uh, TV shows? Do you watch TV? I do watch movie. I more so watch movies. You watch movies? Yeah. Any good? Any good ones recently? Um, as a matter of fact, yeah, I seen one called Begin Again with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And I think he's like a big liberal. Yeah, he is. But and like I think he's done some like cringy things. But I watched. You said I'm what? Sean. He oh. didn't say I'm Sean. I'm the producer. Justin, he said nothing. Joel had said that. <laughs> but you want to talk for you? No. He was letting me. You gonna let the black man talk with the white man? Man, we were rolling so well like ten <laughs> seconds ago, <laughs> and everything's just coming to a halt. <laughs> man, oh, rough start to my uh, what? <laughs> so that was Jesse Lee Peterson coming in and just ruining the whole show. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you guys know this is Sean the producer. You guys know Sean, and for those that don't know. Which I'm sure everybody knows. Sean can introduce himself as. Go ahead, My Sean. name is Sean. I am the producer for the uh, Jesse Lee Peterson show. Happy to be here on this fine morning with uh, Joel and Hassan. Thank you to Hake. Thank you to Jesse for allowing us to fill in. We're gonna have an interesting show. Oh yeah! Well, Amazing. Uh, the first topic I was gonna bring up was TV shows, mostly to talk about myself. But I was gonna. Yeah, <laughs> if I ask Joel first. <laughs> yeah, so well, I'll I'll let you get into it, but I just there's this movie called Begin Again by Mark Ruffalo. Just to finish that point, and um, he's actually a really good actor, and yeah, I didn't really know how good he was until really that movie because I've seen him like in a few things, like The Avengers. He's yeah. like the Hulk, and like some other things, and like he had like a magic movie that I've seen. And it was like, I was like, okay, that's cool. But this one called Begin Again, it's on Prime Video. He um, was just like killed it. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, honestly, when you see that acting, that's like next level. Have you ever done any like acting? A little bit, yeah? actually. Yeah. What did you th- What did you like think about it? It's it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it's right? not. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's it's so deep. I've done a little bit little bit of acting when I was a kid. Nice. From like eleven to eighteen, I was doing doing theater. And when you see that next level acting on TV yeah. or on the stage or anything, I mean, stage is a completely different story. Yeah, yeah. But it really is incredible. It's like incredible. Yeah. It's Be- incredible. It's really and people think that 
because I'm always that person, and I'm sure people do this as well. I'm always that person that watches movies and think about how I can do it better or right. different. But when you're actually there in the person and actually doing it, and like from having a little bit of experience, I'm sure you can relate. It's not easy. It's remembering no. lines, but also staying in character, connecting to a character. It's, there's a lot right. that goes into it's it. It's so easy to look phony or exactly. But those actors like Mark Ruffalo or like Daniel Day Lewis or yeah, you know, a big Leo fan. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he's great. yeah. Um, but uh, you know, certain shows too, like you have your soap opera y sort of light shows. Yeah, and then some shows like especially HBO. Some shows are just next yeah. next level. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if you've seen, uh, like, Boardwalk Empire or nah, Deadwood or any of these HBO shows. They're, they're, like, they're like the Rolls Royce of TV shows. Wow. They're like the best of the best. It's like the best television ever made. You, wa- you watch it and you're, it's just unbelievable how well done it is. The writing, the cinematography, everything. The acting, everything. The and the, the performances. Wow. Like, I'm re-watching Boardwalk Empire right now for like the sixth time. Boardwalk Empire? Yeah. Boardwalk Empire. And what is that So what is that about? It's uh, 1920s in Atlantic City. Uh, prohibition. You know, Prohibition like pretty much started the mob. You know, when they outlawed, oh, okay. when they outlawed alcohol, it created a lot of opportunities for uh, oh, or, yeah. organized crime. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, you know, um, the Irish, Italians, the mob, um, and the performances. Like, there's no weak performances. Yeah, Every yeah, performance yeah. is, like, unbelievable. And, um, yeah, Boardwalk Empire is one of them. Deadwood is one of them. Deadwood. Yeah. If you haven't seen them. Never heard of these. That one's good, too. Deadwood. Yeah. Same kind of idea? Uh, Deadwood's a little different. It's okay. um, It takes place in the 1800s in... South Dakota, I believe there was a town called Deadwood, like a gold mining town, and it wasn't in American territory at that point, so there were no laws or anything. It was like a lawless outlaw type of place, and the whole idea oh, is the whole idea is how do people come up with their own laws when it's not official laws, like from a, oh, from a government. Like that's kind of there, interesting. There's no police. There's no anything. So how do people organize their societies when there's no you Interesting. Know. So that 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 show is about how they went about it at that time. Or? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And these these shows are obviously fictional, but the storylines. Right. There's no like loose ends. You know, everything is thought about. Everything yeah, is complete, yeah, yeah. and the story yeah. makes a complete, perfect circle. Yeah. It's like a whole complete yeah, organized yeah, yeah. thing, and you just think, how do they do? How, how do they, they write this? How do yeah. they do this? And it's so deep too. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's rare that there's. Good shows, to be honest. I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I just haven't... I, I'm only mainly watching movies. But the the few TV shows that I have come across, for one, that are really good, they're like a season or two. And for two, it's just hard to find good, genuine, like, legit stories nowadays. Like, even with movies. And I only have, right. like, a select few movies that I actually watch, that I've watched, that are, like, legit... And to be honest, ninety percent of them aren't aren't new, right? You know what I mean. So yeah. the story's been told over and over and over again. It's hard to find a good legit TV yeah. show with a good story, great actors, no agenda, right? And there's you know? no there's nothing wrong with watching light shows every, every yeah. once in a while, you know. Yeah, for sure. But as far as acting goes, you know, especially um, stage acting, because in filming a TV, you get as many takes as you want. But at the yeah. stage, it's like you're either doing it right now live, or yeah. it's not going to get done. <laughs> With the audience and everything. Yeah. yeah, and when you're talking about like committing to a role, 
obviously you have to learn your script and you have to learn about whatever character you're playing. Right. And you know, when the more you learn about that the history of the time or you know, if you're doing a timepiece, the more you learn about the history of it and your character's motivations or whatever, yeah. it allows you to sort of um like relax on stage. Yeah. You know, like when you when you have the complete picture, you yeah. can relax and a lot of it's improv too. Um but there's a there's like a level of self consciousness you have to have. Meaning like like on stage or you have to be so self conscious of your own actions and your own uh, body movements and you have to be self you know conscious of what the audience yeah. is doing. It almost completes yeah. a circle. Like you're yeah. so self conscious that Good you point. lose yourself. Yeah. In it, because yeah. at, at the end of the day, all you are, all you're doing is responding to your but cast see, members. And that's why acting in. So I did a I did a play. I did a, a couple. I did like two plays in my adult years, and then I did a lot of like acting classes here and there. And what was so difficult is because, and this is why it's like a muscle, like that has to be exercised. It seems like is because to that point is that. You have to be aware, but you have to. Awareness is not natural, right? You know, what I mean, exactly. like it's it's something that has to be worked on. It's become a natural thing that's become so unnatural, right? Yeah. And um, you have to hear the what they're saying. You have to be able to respond to what they're saying in a natural way, right? But while also knowing your lines or knowing, you know what I'm saying? It's like a lot to think of, but you're not supposed to think. Yeah, it's almost a form of letting go. It's kind of like the awareness that Jesse talks yeah. about. Like it's yeah. a complete awareness. And in that yeah. way, you're letting go because those roles that you're talking yeah. about that are next level, yeah. they're completely committed. Yeah. That's what that's what you see in them. It's like yeah. a level of commitment that we don't see in other roles. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, like, you know, certain roles, you're like, yeah. wow, like they are that person. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they're Unbelievable. acting. You know? Yeah. But yeah, some of these shows are, are like un, unbelievable. So Deadwood and Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire, those are the two yeah, shows. highly recommended. They're definitely 100% not for children. There's uh, <laughs> violence, there's violence, there's uh, sex, there's a lot of cursing. Yeah. Um, rated R for sure. <laughs> But if you can get, it's not about that, you know. It's not about those things. Like they right. have, but right. th- those were things that were going on at that at time, time. So it yeah. wouldn't be accurate if they didn't have they those were things. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to say about TV shows. And then another thing I wanted to ask you was, I mean to ask you, ask you this for a while. Well, really, let yeah, me go, go say one more last thing before you get to that because about the TV shows is that because you made it such a good point about the the full circle thing, and when it comes to stage two, do you find it difficult? Because you've done stage stuff, do you find it difficult to um, remembering remembering lines, or was it more so staying in character? Which one was like the the harder thing for you? That's a good question. Uh, they're one and the same. They're one okay. and the same because as you're responding to other people on stage, yeah, you're remembering your line, but you're also responding to them in real time it has to be fresh it's not like you remember your line and you repeat it exactly as you remember it you're you're responding to people in real time so you have to change it i obviously i worked on uh broadway for for many years too and watching professional professional actors on broadway yeah every night is just slightly different different every night is slightly because the because the flow was different, right? Meaning, like, whatever was said by the other actor or, like, maybe the energy of that right. moment was different. Yeah. Yep. So and so you're supposed to go with that opposed to trying to 
like be scripted in right. such a way. So then did you practice your lines like to the T till you knew you confidently knew that you knew them and then just let it go type of thing? There's a lot of different techniques, but oh, you okay. practice them in several different ways. You you practice each line in in as many ways as possible so that you're uh, ready okay. for each way. But yeah. also people every night are responding to the audience too. It depends on what kind of audience uh, okay. you have, you know? Man. And yeah. Certain types yeah. especially with improv, certain yeah. Actors on stage will read the audience so well yeah. that they'll only say certain improv lines yeah. for certain for certain audiences because yeah, they yeah. know they'll they either know get it or they won't and get so, it. And the reason why I understand it, it makes sense to me because I did like a couple things, but where I really understand what you're saying is because performing in general, just even when I as a dancer, I used to perform a lot, and when I would perform. Yeah, you're, even though the routine is choreographed, you definitely move differently or you cater to the audience because yeah. they like a certain thing or like you entertain in a certain way and it's never really the same. Right. It's kind of similar to what you were saying yesterday about acting different ways with different people. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you, if you meet someone for the first time, you can yeah. usually tell in the first sort of five minutes, yeah. like how this conversation is going to go. What, right. what am I going to be able to get away with? Right. You know, right. What am I going to be able to say to this person? What am I not going to be able to say? say? Yeah. What, yeah, what are yeah, they going to yeah. process? Exactly. What are they not going to exactly. process? And it's yeah. That was interesting. It was just an interesting com- conversation yeah. you had yesterday because it brings That's me true. back to the whole you know Jesse thing. Like, are you a whole person or or are you a divided person? Right. I, I kind of agree with you that. Just because you speak to people in different ways yeah. doesn't mean that uh, you're divided. It's sort of right. a necessity. Right, right, right. And that's the thing, because not changing the character, not changing, like, you know, being a whole different person, but it's just being, like, a different... And it actually makes a good point when it comes to performing, too, is that with, in that same kind of light, with the the scripts or the choreography, the routine, is that... You know it, like you know your you know yourself, but you depending on the energy and the vibe of the moment, yeah, it may be interpreted a different way or maybe done a different way. Right. So I think, yeah, connecting it. Yep. Yeah, and that's the, the, main the thing. light from within, as we know, happens in the moment. Exactly. And just because you're saying different words or saying yeah. them in a different way doesn't mean yeah. it's the same message. Exactly. It doesn't mean it's exactly. not the same message. Yeah. Exactly. Good point. It's so uh, so interesting. Very interesting. And I know you had a, uh, you had another thing. You said you were right. Say. Yeah, as far as um, you know, relationships and overcoming women. You know, obviously, if, if there's anything about this, you don't want to talk about. But you know, what was it like for you? Because you went seem to have gone through this before I did in a certain way. But what was it like for you, sort of? finally at a certain point focusing on yourself like really committing to focusing on yourself like was it something that you kind of lied to yourself about at first (laughs) like yeah i'm focusing on myself (laughs) you know (laughs) you know that's that's so interesting that's a that's a deep question because i've never um committed or said i was going to commit to focusing on myself um, I've just always been single, yeah. meaning like I've been in one serious relationship, right? And um, other than that, which in that serious relationship was recently in my older, in my late twenties, and during that time, um, 
before then i was always single so i didn't know anything else but to be single but during that whole time i wasn't like well while i have this time i'm gonna work on myself right i always had that thought like man you know there was always like that that ego desire to want somebody Mm. so it was never like but i also was i also knew not to be desperate either i knew like not to go on my way to do anything you know desperate to just just for the sake of getting in a relationship so this is why I also never was in relationships was because um, I wouldn't, like, cr- go crazy and just let myself be whatever just to be in one. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so that sort of focusing on yourself aspect was sort of in you al- already. It, in the sense that I, I had no other choice because I wasn't getting in a relationship. So, and I was always, I guess to answer the question, I've always just, like, unconsciously um, enjoyed just watching myself meaning like yeah. just learning just i'm just a curious person so i would always yeah. just watch myself and i see just... a, i see a difference in in me not a disagreement yeah but just a in difference way. and it has a lot to do with what you said about christmas remember you said you like you went home for christmas and you were conscious of like not getting too much into the christmas oh, spirit yeah, 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 and yeah. you ended up being like a grinch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the grinch but uh yeah Scrooge. right right I was literally the opposite. When I went home for Christmas, I was shamelessly just threw myself into the party. You know, I was like getting into it, Christmas beer, talking to everyone, dancing, you know. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of drinking in moderation. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, But, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just did, I wasn't in the the spirit of watching myself. And I knew that. You know, it was almost like de- deliberately trying to be a little bit belligerent, if mm. that, makes, that makes sense. For example, like, yeah, another, another, another example yeah. is, uh, you know, obviously I, I had been doing the silent prayer for yeah. a couple of years now. I didn't do it over Christmas break for, yeah. for two weeks, purposefully. Yeah. Not like I didn't have time. Right, I just right. said, you know what, I'm just going to take a break for two weeks, see what happens. Oh, interesting. And it was very interesting to... Yeah. It was a it was a way to get to know myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I saw what happened when that when I stopped doing <laughs> it, and it was like, wow, I didn't know yeah. I was that far from the way I used to be. Yeah, you know, because I saw an aspect of you know not doing it. I yeah. saw a little bit of how I used to be. Yeah, and I, but I saw it in a different light. So did that connect with the like being like letting go and being free at the at the house, or was it that was just like a let me just figure out what this is like. Meaning, like, did that add to you just letting go and just having fun and doing what you wanted to? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It was like I was um, ma- consciously making a decision yeah. to uh, to sort of, like, let, just, just Man, let go, you know? That's not to cut you off. I know you're going to make another point, but that's deep because— People, oftentimes Christians, and I even put myself in this, and I've done this, is that there's a fear of um, learning. Mm. Like, a fear of, like, understanding because of this idea that that's not right, right? And I love the fact that you just said right now is that you experimented with this. Right. <laughs> because to 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 the average person, stopping a prayer is like blasphemous yeah. right, right, right right but to take but but it shouldn't be like that meaning like you want to know that you know that you know yeah you're doing the prayer for the right reason and the fact that you 
you know, was like, you know what, I'm going to just indulge and just watch myself. That's how it should be, though. Like, And it's not necessarily even wrong to um, test these things. It's just try to understand yourself right. and just let yourself go through it. So the honesty, because you were still conscious about it, you are conscious about, yeah. well, let me just see in this kind of way. And I think yeah. that's... And I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot. I heard a song lyric um, once that said, uh, the more you try to learn, the less you know. Interesting. Interesting, right? Yeah. The more you the, try the more you try to learn, the less you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So if you already know, you don't yeah. have to try to you, you don't have to try, to try to learn, to learn anything. Yeah. There's no effort in trying to Yeah. And I experienced that. I experienced that yeah. in a very real way, you know, going to college. Yeah. For four years. Uh Jesse said something about this in church, like people go to college and at the end of yeah. college they're like feel like they're going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you just yeah, try yeah. to fill your head up with all these things that you that you yeah, learned exactly. but you don't understand them truly have the understanding of it you know exactly. and you know college was was like that for me i definitely don't regret it you know i don't regret, yeah. regret anything right but uh actually i do have one one regret <laughs> <laughs> about college no about high about high school i always thought i'd, I'd be good at soccer I, I wish i played soccer in high school uh, and i didn't never tried it i never tried it <laughs> i thought it would have been good i thought i would have been good at it i thought it would have been good for my cardio yeah I, I happened to get along with a lot of the kids in the soccer team but i yeah. just never never yeah, played that's interesting but uh but yeah that was what you know among other things that was yeah. what uh college was like for me interesting so when it came to what did you learn from that situation being back home if you don't mind sharing it, no, if it's please. too personal uh about not doing the prayer because this is deep for people that are listening, like the the people who listen to um, Jesse's church or Jesse's show. What did you and who don't quite even understand the prayer? They do it because you know it right. makes sense to do it. But what did you learn from that situation of not doing the prayer and, and letting yourself indulge and just enjoying yeah. the moment? Was it good that you just let yourself go and enjoy the moment, or was it like what is what was the result of that? Well, first of all, I, I learned that. Uh, it's, I learned that I, um, it's, it's possible for me to be a lot calmer in situations than I ever thought possible. Uh. You know, I didn't realize that it was, that it was possible for me to be as calm in certain situations than I have been recently. Right. And I also learned that, you know, growing up, I ha I, I would sort of like get obsessed with things. Like I'd go yeah. on these, these kicks you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go on like a two or three week kick of something. I'd like, be like excitement. Completely excitement. Yeah. yeah I'd get completely obsessed with it. Yeah. And it happened to me over the break. I was just obsessed with this one idea of, of like building a house. <laughs> <laughs> Seems silly now, but I, and I was watching myself <laughs> as it happened. And in the past, I would have been like very, very emotionally. Yeah. But blind. You right. Know? But, right. But blind. And, and it happened to me over the break. I was obsessed with that, this idea of like what the perfect house would look like and what the perfect layout to a property would look like. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> so I was, I, was re <laughs> I was online. I was researching like, you know, cabins and house designs, you know, yeah. and, and landscape designs and like really trying to imagine what. And, but I was conscious of it. Yeah. I was conscious that, oh, man, I'm getting obsessed about this yeah. thing. yeah. And I wasn't judging myself for it. Yeah. I was just like, okay, eventually this will be over in a couple of days yeah. or weeks. Yeah. But I was seeing that in a different way than I normally would. Yeah. And if I had been doing the silent prayer, I maybe not wouldn't would have noticed would, it. wouldn't have yeah. 
gotten into that at all. But that's what that is such man, it's such a great point because um it's good to be wrong. Meaning like and people would take that out of context, right? But it's good to be um to be not holding to this thing that we think in our minds is and it and it is right to do right the silent prayer for example right it is right to do but we try to walk this line because we think that if we don't you're horrible you're yeah. a bad christian you know what i mean that's but just it, another thought though yeah like, it's another thought like right. you should be in a position like you did to be able to experiment and just live life and learn from the situation without it being sinful, without it being wrong. Right. Because now if it's sinful and wrong, you have this judgment, you're forcing yourself not yep. to do it, and you don't even want to do it anyway. Yep. And I, and I was getting to a point where I was doing the silent prayer in order to get into a certain state during the silent prayer. Exactly. And that's the opposite of the point of, exactly. of it, is to, is to be in that state all the time, you know? Exactly. So like, okay, th- you know, this is how I feel, or this is how I think during the silent prayer, and then during the day, it's different. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It yeah. just, it just, I learned a lot. From doing it. From from doing yeah, it, and deep. then obviously from not doing from it. Do- <laughs> and, for, and for me, getting back into it isn't, yeah. isn't, a, isn't an issue, you know? Yeah, just jump back to it. Yeah. My last question when it comes to that is that... Um, what did you experience when it comes to your emotions about, and I'll tell you what I experienced when, like, I don't do the silent prayer, but what do you experience about your emotions that happen when you don't do the silent prayer, if you noticed? They just, they they come upon me unawares, like, yeah. you know, yeah. they come upon me before I know it. I, yeah. I, can't, I can't catch them before they're already there, yeah. you know? But when I'm doing it consistently, it's like you see them coming. You see them coming from far away. You see them coming when they're tiny and off in the distance. Right, you know? right, right. And you can right. know that there are lies before they're even close to you. Yeah, but then, exactly. But then if you miss it, if you're not doing yeah. it and, and, you, and you miss it and they're already there, yeah. it's like it's too late. You know? so yeah, now and, you're and in it. And then, you just have, and then you just have to wait for them to, for them to pass. To pass but. No, that's a good point. And for me, when I would, like, say if I... Um, Cause I'm a very, I'm a very like, like, um, to the T, to a fault. I had to, I'm learning to, well, I've learned for the most part to, um, not be so latched on to the idea of things and truly understand what they mean. Mm. Cause for me, the way my mind works is that I just got to know that it's right. And then I'll just click into a mode and I'll just do it. Even if it's not true, I'll do it because my mind is like, it's easier for me to just say that's right and walk away from it. And then I can go on autopilot just knowing, remembering that that's right, that's right, that's right. So um, for me, the times I've always done the silent prayer. I've always done it just because of that same reason. I'm right. like, that's what you're supposed to do. It helps. And I locked it in. Right. <laughs> but the times where I've fell asleep prematurely or the times where like um, I woke up late and I had mm-hmm. to hurry up and get to work, and I didn't get to do it. Those were the times it didn't happen, right? Right. And when those times didn't happen was when I realized um, that the emotions will come up. For one, the emotions are, like, way more dramatic, for one. But for two, that when a thought comes, I go on this crazy wave of it to where, like, I feel it so deeply to where um, it's hard to 
back away from it. Like the excitement, I I see that I'm excited, but I just go with the excitement because I I don't know it. It's hard to like pull away from it. So well, that's what I find for when I miss it. That might be wise though, because uh, Jesse's mentioned to me recently. You know, if your feelings are hurt, if you feel those feelings, don't reject them. You know, yeah. don't reject them right away. Like, oh, if, if someone else hurts yeah, your feelings, yeah. allow it to happen. Allow it to and happen. And be thankful yeah. that it happens. Yeah. You know? That's um, a good point. I've been of the opinion that being, like, numb is a good thing. Uh, and... In what, what do you mean? In what way, though? Just, um... I don't know. Not not having feelings. Oh, uh, okay. You know? Oh. Uh, not, not having any any feelings. Like and, and pushed when, away, and when you do, like, not pushed away, but just, just like, they're so small and insignificant oh, okay. inside of you that you do feel like kind of numb. Oh, you know? okay, I see, I see. Comfortably numb. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you know, I can't say what Jesse would say because he's not here. But as far yeah. as as far as I know, um, it would be something like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be numb. You want to welcome those hurt yeah, feelings to go through them, type of thing. and to just so, so that they can teach you something. So that yeah. You know, that's the crazy thing is that being okay with being taught things that we deem as wrong. And that's why it's also said, too, like you've heard it's just the truth about it is that don't think anything is right or wrong. Obviously, there's a way that we should live. Right. There's a standard. There's an order of life. But not to judge things as right or wrong, because then you're, you're taking away your your lesson, you know, like you're saying and you not doing the silent prayer was for you to figure out what you need to figure out just to watch yourself and see. Yeah. And that's a lesson, too. And me um, not trying to run or get away from the feelings or, like, trying to avoid the feelings makes no sense because I'm, I'm avoiding a lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let yourself be wrong. And a lot of people, including myself, it's hard to allow that because Satan will make you think that, okay, well— what if Satan don't let me go? What yeah. if I won't be able to get back to the light? This is a lie, though. Yeah. This is a lie. God's always with you, and he's, and, he's, and he's shown it, you know, in many situations that, that you just find your way back to where you need to go. Yep. You know, so right on. This whole theme of this year for, for Bond of uh, wanting for nothing is really mind-blowing for me because, um, you know, the whole the whole notion of, when you return to your father, you know, um, all will be, all will be added and all your desires will be met. Yeah. That was sort of like the, the one thing that I didn't quite get, you know, and I'm starting to kind of understand it. It's perfect. Perfect timing for this theme for this year because for me at least, because, um, I'm just sort of coming around to understanding like what exactly that means as far as wanting for, for anything. Nothing. Yeah. You know, we had, Jesse had a call, caller today that was talking about wanting approval from God. Yeah. And, um, that's just a horrible way to, to live wanting, yeah. wanting for anything. It's yeah. just such, it's anger really. Man. Like you're, you're angry with your situation. So you yeah. want something different. Yeah. But if you are a believer and you think that everything is done already and that, and that, uh, everything is exactly the way it should be. Yeah. We're just observers. He's the creator. Right. Everything already is exactly as it should be. Yeah. Then there's nothing to, there's nothing to want. want. Yeah. Let go. And the only reason why 
we don't do that is because the fear, it's just fear. Like Jesse was talking about the biblical question is, I know his, his Bible temper Thursday question was, do you have fear? It's only the fear of letting go that keeps you from trusting that, like you said, God is going to, the way is already made. His will is going to be done. And whatever happens, you're supposed to go with the flow. And if you find yourself left, going left, then you learn the lesson and then you make your, your way back to where you need to be. But it's just a fear I've realized of letting go that seems to be the problem. Yeah, it's like it's like trying to put out a fire with gasoline, you know, right. fear of letting go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh it's like people who have anxiety and they worry about their anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you know, and it's all about just uh not being able to um be in the moment. Yeah. And another thing I learned from not doing the, the um the silent prayer is the difference between, you know, intellectually knowing something and actually Man. knowing it. When you can say to yourself all day long, um, you know, these the thoughts I see in my in my head, they're not they're not me, right? You could say right. that to your when you see them and hear them and hear the voices, right. you can say that to yourself. Right. But to actually know it is a totally different yeah. story. And like Jesse says, for some people it might it might happen quickly. For some yeah. people it might take years, you know? Yeah. Uh speaking about breathing I've been, I've been being more conscious of my breathing for the last several years, you know, as I've been doing the silent prayer. And there's just, there's things now that I'm just learning about myself. Yeah. It's been a couple of years, you know, sometimes it takes, sometimes it just takes time. The process, yeah. You know, you you think you know, but you, you don't. You realize, (laughs) you realize. No, and, and that's the thing too, is that like, just to briefly talk, add another point is that, that's another thing too, is that, um, studying the the bible or studying things is that's where a mistake can come in because of the fact that oftentimes the only desire to study and i don't know who said this but the only desire to study is to fill some type of void it's not like to like genuinely understand or learn but it's oftentimes i found in my life just to feel better you know, I used to study the Bible because I thought that was the right thing to do and I'll feel better. And yeah, in there, there was a good intention, but I wanted to just feel better. And I realized, too, is that that when you understand something, you don't have to study it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is no studying and understanding. Studying is only for memory. Right. So you can have something to stand on when you feel like you're you're losing yourself. But then that's just a false, it's not faith. Yep. And studying versus understanding, to me, seems like just another way of comparing ourselves to, yeah. to others when you're trying to fill yourself with knowledge yeah. and trying to remember all these things. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I remember more than this guy or I know, right. I know more than this guy. Right. But we all sort of, um, you know, we, are, we already know the truth. We've just forgotten it. Yeah, we already have we already have the light. It's just we've learned to uh, trust the darkness instead of, instead of the light. Yeah, so we really are are all on the same page. Yeah, like we really are all going through the same yeah thing. A hundred percent. If you could say like, what is that thing that everyone is going through? Like, if we really are all on the same page and everyone is going through the same thing, what is 
that thing that everyone's going through yeah and and what do you think um i think it's um trusting uh trusting the thoughts you know it's lost yeah. being lost in the imagination yeah that's the thing that people are struggling with. that's what i hear when yeah. people call into the show yeah it's the, the the sort of common thread that holds them all together yeah is the imagination. Everyone's just trusting their imagination. imagination. Everyone's yeah. just trusting their yeah. their thoughts. And the tricky thing about it too is the the feelings that they bring bring some type of false sense of life that feels good. So it's easy just to go with them and just let them be. Yeah. And and live there, which is unfortunate, but it's yep. just a reality. People love to enjoy the thrills. But um I'm, I know you probably have more things. No, please. Let me, I want to just um, bring in, so Hassan, I have some, uh, in, in the Joel Friday folder, I have a Kanye uh, story and pictures. And um, I kind of wanted to get in that because I wanted to get um, Sean's take on this. Oh, you guys were talking about this yesterday, right? Uh, and this morning, yeah, a little bit yesterday, and then Hassan and I were talking about this this morning, and um, I want to get into it a little bit because I just think it's it's an interesting topic, and it's a hot topic right now in the news, um, and as well as I want to hear what Sean has to to say about it. So let me pull it up. Do you have it there? Okay, so I'll let you know right now. So basically, uh, as soon as I get to my notes here, so basically there is Kanye West. You guys know Kanye West, and Kanye West is um, a rapper, fashion, fashion uh, designer, all kinds of stuff. He does all kinds of things, and he's incredible, crazy talented. We all know that, um, but we also know he also is very opinionated. And he, he he stands on his um, beliefs. He's a very um, a uh, willful person, and I don't even think that that's um, in. I don't even say that in a negative way. Um, he he definitely believes what he believes, and he lets everybody know he believes what he believes, and he's unapologetic for the most part, right? <laughs> but as of now, as of lately. Um, there's this woman by the name of Bianca Sensori, right? And before you go to the pics, uh, let me just uh, explain who she is. And then uh, I have those pics that I specifically want to go to. But Bianca Sensori is an Australian architect who became a employee of Kanye West's Yeezy brand in 2020 and is now allegedly married to Kanye West, according to them, right? Over the holiday break, Kanye West, and you can play them up as I if I say this line, Kanye West posted several pictures of his wife, Bianca, nearly naked on his Instagram account, capturing one of the photos as no pants this year. So you're seeing photos of here here of, of her like um I blurred it out and um just cut for the show. But uh she's not so as you see there, so this is the, the the photo right here. You can leave this photo here just for a second. This photo here is um, of Bianca, and on the caption of this photo posted on Kanye West's Instagram says, no pants this year. 
And Kanye West is a designer, and he's known for like having these like, like uh, uh, designs that he sees that maybe in the future people might gravitate towards. And he's like a um, what do you call those people? That like uh, futurist. Yeah, like a futurist, but like um, he's like an innovator, and he's like you know trying to lead the way in what what the most fashionable. So. When he says that to me, in my eyes, I'm thinking that he's like, okay, well, let's let's eventually get to a place to where we wear less clothes and let's do it like this. Simplicity is the best idea, right? But my thing is is this, and you can go back to um, the other screen. My thing is this, is we've heard Kanye talk about multiple times um, he's been on, um, there was a time in place where Kanye was mad at Kim Kardashian for um, allowing his daughter to be on TikTok. He didn't want his daughter to be on TikTok without his permission doing certain things because he felt like a young girl shouldn't be exposed to those type of things. And he was really against it. He was also against the idea of Kim Kardashian at one point um, wearing too much revealing clothing because he just didn't feel like he was right as a wife and all these different things. And I actually have a picture real quick that I want to show you guys of Kanye's tweet, uh, not a tweet, but I guess a post Instagram post. And if you could zoom in on the writing um, so I can read it to you guys, then it'll, it'll help lay the groundwork for the conversation right now to come. So, okay, so Kanye West says, I told y'all, but he posted this. He said, I told y'all before about this TikTok stuff. Now my eight-year-old on here singing, she fell in love with the email girl. Leftists don't want fathers that have no say in our child's lives. I don't want my kids at godless uh, Sierra Canyon school. I got a voice and I'm not having this. And Perez Hilton, you still ain't answering my question. You never put my name next to the word abuse. Don't play with my name like that. I'm a real person who wants to be, who wants the best for my children. And D.L. Hughley is a pawn. Blah, 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 blah. He goes on to it, right? But the main point that I wanted to point out to you guys is he says, leftists don't want fathers that have say in our children's lives. Basically saying that young girls being on TikTok and, you know, doing these things is damaging to their spirit as young, young girls, as children. So he said that. That's his post. We see his name there. And that's from him. Now, going back to the conversation, I was talking to Hassan. Um, and you can, put, you can put the main screen back up. I was talking to Hassan. And um, we were just talking about, in my opinion, I think that, and I did an episode on this a couple of days ago or maybe last week about this whole thing. But my point is that if, you on one hand are saying that you don't want your daughter to be exposed to this type of thing because it's over sexualizing to to a child but yet as your fa- as the father you go into you post on your actual Instagram your new wife basically naked and you you call that okay so I'm trying to understand like why he would do that, and I think that I just disagree with it. It didn't make sense to me. It seems contradictory, and I know human nature, uh, we, we contradict each other, so I don't think that people should make a big deal about contradictions, but I think that we should point it out when it's, when it's obvious. 
And I just don't agree, but Hassan's point was that it's fashion. He doesn't see the big deal. And I want Hassan really quick to come in and give his take on how he views Kanye West's post with all the information just shared. And then hopefully maybe Sean will give his, his take on it. Yes, sir. Very well done, Joel, on laying that laying that wow. all out. <laughs> nice presentation. Um, yeah, I mean, just quickly, I would say that uh, I think there's a difference between we have to look at Kim is sharing that TikTok a lot of times with North directly. Okay. So it's almost a shared TikTok that right. Kim is literally on the thing with North. So oh, okay. it's very different than two adults that are doing... Uh, whatever ad- adult content essentially, right. right? And um, so I think that that needs to be kind of clarified in in the separation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but with that point there, oh, go ahead, finish, finish your point. Yeah, no, and I think like the most futuristic and Christian thing actually we could look at in this is like, um, you know, people would talk about nudity is of the devil and all this stuff. But in a lot of ways, consumerism is of the devil, like clothing and like think about all the evil things that people do to like buy clothing. Like, you know, what I mean, like there's so yeah. many th- evil things that people do, quote unquote, evil things in order to obtain uh, things. And so almost consumerism, almost clothing in general is of the devil in a sense because of like what we do to get that. And a lot of times we add things as people to God's design out of ego. So we're like we clutter things up most of the time. And really mm-hmm. design in general is about reducing things, deleting things and getting to the purest form. Like when you look at American Apparel ads – yeah, they're selling sex to a degree, but they're really selling simplicity. They're selling minimalism. You should be able to look at something, and if it's not absolutely necessary, delete it. That's where mm. we should be. We, that's God's design, really, is getting to a place of, um, of getting out of the way and, and, and not really trying to add to God's design. So really, a lot of times when you're reducing things— it just ends up getting closer to nudity, but it's not really about the nudity. It's about just um, uncl- like decluttering things, like more space, more proportion. Even like when people talk about like women with whatever breasts or wh- you know whatever it is, it's really all like an exercise in in proportions and uh, space and design. So uh, all, that's all being said is that like. I think uh, the overall uh, aesthetics, this is why like Christians for the most part like suck at (laughs) art and like design and like all this stuff. And the reason why they're like losing to liberals is because like we just we get caught up in the wrong stuff and Mm. we're, we're, we're always trying to be holier than thou. But at the sake of what? Like making it not cool, making it not. Uh, aesthetically pleasing we, we right. gotta like we gotta compete bro and we yeah. losing <laughs> and the <laughs> devil that? shouldn't be able to like have a monopoly on good design on cool stuff like we gotta mm. um, yeah so interesting 
I don't know if you... Man, so many, so many thoughts about yeah. that, really. <laughs> I'll let y'all, because we talked about it, and I'll get to my my uh, disagreement, which I agree with a lot of the things that he's saying. I just disagree with uh, certain things, but we talked about it, but I want to let Sean give his take. I mean, Christians haven't always been bad at design, um, and I guess it depends on what you're interested in, but you think about the greatest cathedrals, the greatest pieces of art, you know, those the great cathedrals of the world are, yeah. some would say, the most beautiful things, yeah. like the most beautiful physical things in the world. Um, and as, if, if art and design is about reducing things down to their purest form, then, you know, if you've reduced love down to its purest form, pure love, it doesn't have anything to do with sex. It doesn't have anything to do with sex. Like clo- clothes right. are just, a, clothes are a practical thing. Right. And uh, for him and his, it's his wife, right? Bian- yeah. Bianca? Yeah. Um, you know, them doing that has nothing to do with the purest form of love. Keep you on the screen, though. I want you to be... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Real-time reaction. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the purest yeah. form of love. It has nothing to do with passing love onto their children. Yeah. If they were to have children one day and their children saw saw their mom up on the screen like this, uh, that would have a negative reaction. That would have a ne- negative impact on them. Um, but the, the, whole, the whole idea about design being... Uh, the reduction of things down to their simpler form is like very, very interesting. I never really th- yeah. thought about it that way. Well, to also, we had talked about too, is that when you, back then there was a lot of statues that Hassan was talking about, even back then that were naked statues, right? That show like the, the genitals and everything of women. And these were like, holy, there's some that are like holy statues, you know what I mean? And like, to where when you look at it, you see that they're naked, but you also don't like, it's not like uh, you're not lustful after it. So in that in that regard, I do, I can understand um, what Hassan is saying when it comes to the art form of certain things. But I also was saying that at one point back then, there was a time to where that things weren't perceived as, as sexual as they are now. And for one... The, the statues that were shown of those people who were naked, it was like the the body parts weren't like, um, how would you say? <laughs> exaggerated? Right. They weren't like, not exaggerated, but they like they weren't like, um, I don't know, I guess exaggerated, but now the beauty has shifted. Beauty has shifted. Like, as you could tell, boobs then... When they were when on on the statues, they were little, they were petite, they were like proportional, they're right? Nat- natural. They were, yeah, they were natural, and but they were also like um, they weren't like they didn't stand out. They were like, oh, look at the boobs. Right, you just right, seen right, a naked right, statue, right, right, but you weren't like, there's the boobs. And then the, the statue of the uh, where it showed the genitals, you weren't like, dang, there's a genital. Well, it was just you a, were like a kid a, in the museum. <laughs> yeah, like you we were. were. <laughs> but nowadays, my point is that like Bianca she has these big old boobs right crazy things and they're natural though they're not fake either but it's like you can't help but look at them sexually and the way her body she looks like a Barbie too and this is just for me and this could be my eye maybe everybody else's eye but I know I'm not the only one but her proportions, she looks like a Barbie doll for one, because obviously she works out. I don't know if her butter is fake or not, whatever, but everything is like perfect. But yet then she has these massive like breasts, right? 
it's hard not it's hard to look at that as art. You know what I mean? Because it's just so like it's to me it seems so sexual. So when you post this stuff up of her, my first thought is like, that's just sexy. And then I can imagine his daughter thinking like that's sexual or anybody thinking that's sexual. I don't know if people will think that it's art. So that's where I'm like, okay, I know there's a certain thing to art, but where does the line draw is my point. Yeah, well, I, real quick, I'll just say um, to Sean's point, you know, people will say that. They'll say like, oh, well, like the Catholic Church back in the day, cathedrals and paintings. But here's the thing. It's not that people were more holy or religious back then. It's that the Catholic, the, the church was the original record label. They were the record label for artists, meaning like the Medici family would give you a bunch of money to paint pictures for the church so that you could go and do the work that you really wanted to do. So, th- so like, the, doing stuff uh. for the church was like doing a radio song <laughs> uh. so that you could actually go do, like, your real album, like, and pay for it. But the church was, you know, so it wasn't that Da Vinci and uh, Michelangelo were necessarily more religious. It's just that that's who had the money. So they paid these artists, they commissioned these artists um, uh, to do these things so that they could go, you know, fund their lives. But... Um, but I, but I'll say this to the point of uh, progress, right? Like you say that the the body type back then and now is different. That's like saying, well, why do we why don't we keep using IBM computers? Because Apple progressed it. Like so, things progress, things uh, develop in society, and body type, you know. 20, 30 years ago, the highest level body was like a skinny white girl, like, you know, like heroin chic was like the highest level of like body. And a more voluptuous woman was looked That's at. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Voluptuous. Yeah. Leave it to me to, to know <laughs> the word. Yeah. Voluptuous. Yeah. Voluptuous. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the more voluptuous uh, uh, body shape was maybe deemed to be more like. Um, whatever, like slutty or something like that. But it's only because of the environment that it was placed in, meaning that we only saw that kind of body type in like strip clubs or uh, like maybe like magazines that were like maybe rap related or like, so there was a stigma on the environment that you saw it in. But um, what good art can do is break down social class and social norms, meaning if you get the same photographer who took the photos of the skinny white girl uh, in the Calvin Klein ads from the 90s, if you take that same photographer and have her take a beautiful looking picture of the voluptuous uh, woman, now you've, you've changed the environment. So it breaks down social class and social norms of like what's an acceptable body type because now it's a respected photographer. The lighting is good. You're looking at the picture for more reasons than just the body and sex. Yes, that's an element to it, but it's not. um, So my my point in all that is that good art and respected um, artists can break down different things with how they – uh, present the body, uh, w- depending yeah. on whatever it is. So, interesting. Yeah. That, that's that's great points that were made. Let's do this really quick. Let's take a quick break. 
and then we're going to come back and we're going to pick up on maybe take some calls pick up on that cuz uh I want to get more into that as well but let's let's take a break and keep it uh keep that as uh, as normal as James show as possible so let's go to a song really quick and then we'll come back Do we have a specific song? No, you can play the same <laughs> one as yesterday. That's that's fine. I didn't tell a song. I forgot to tell a song to do. So, bear with this here. And we're going to get to your calls soon here, guys, too, as well. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs> with the hake report um sean the producer and i are sitting in for james hake james is not in today if you didn't catch the last hour you can podcast the last hour uh later today but the last hour or just rewind but um we talked about a little bit of acting a little bit of modeling a little bit of silent prayer a little bit of overcoming and all kinds of good stuff and then before the break, right now as well, at the end of the hour, we talked about Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori, who Kanye posted these pictures of her basically naked on his profile. 
and um, alluding to, it seems like, he didn't necessarily say this, but alluding to that this is a fashion statement of her being mostly naked, and he posted a caption saying that um, this year, no pants. Uh, and we know him to be like a this fashion guy and um, like an innovator and wanting to like be ahead of the curve of, you know, style and design. So um, it raised questions for me because he also in the past talked about how um, he didn't want his daughter to be subject to TikTok because of, you know, for the sexual reasons. And he's made comments to Kim about her revealing clothes. So it just kind of was seen contradictory. And then I just wanted to point it out because I'm just, you know, he just seems to be all over the place with things. And I love I I, I really do admire Kanye West in his uh, I respect him a lot for the fact that he stands his ground. Uh, even if he's right or wrong, he stands his ground. And a person who stands their ground is a confident person, even if they're wrong. And um they're they'll put up a fight and i respect that because you should believe what you believe you shouldn't be insecure about it you you can be unsure and you can admit to being wrong but if you're gonna say something make sure you believe in it and you stand on it and i respect that about him and you can't be pushed around when you stand on what you believe so i respect that about kanye but it does raise some questions like okay what's going on here and to wrap it all to wrap it all up, because I do want to get to some of your guys' calls here. We got some callers on the line. Again, you can call in 888-775-3773. I will get to your calls. Uh, Sean and I will, and we will um, we will talk to you guys. But just to wrap it up, if you can go back to the shot of us three, Hassan. Um, Hassan made another point on the break about like um, different. If you put something in front of a certain background and you change the environment it changes the look of it and he was going to make a last point about that really quick well yeah just like the framing of stuff like it's really about the environment and that was my point with the um the strip club thing was saying like you know you could put a trash can out in a dirty alley and it just looks like trash but if you put that same trash can in the middle of a art gallery with all white walls around it. Right. Now you look like a genius. You know, people are like, oh, my God, you see what he's saying? He's like, he's comparing this to, you know, whatever, the world. And so it's all about, it's really not about the product. Even when when people are selling products, it's not really about the product. It's about the, the environment that the product is sitting in. Like, most people who love Apple, they just love Apple because, like, they fell in love with, Apple is like almost like a religion. Yeah. Like Steve made it into a, yeah, an ideology. A, a uh, so my, my point in all yeah. that is that I think the framing and and the environment of of what you sit something in has a lot to do with it. But also, some things don't need to be explained. It's just vibes, and I think <laughs> like you got to just like you know. I get it as Christians and as yeah. people we're like or conservatives we're like very like critical on things, but it's like. You know, some things are just vibes, and you got to have some vibes. So, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. And this is the thing. I'm not even disagreeing. Like, I'm not even disagreeing. I totally, and you actually brought in more perspective on certain things that I didn't really consider. And I agree with the fact that, like, that the environment plays a big part and the the type of style you or the type of way you lay things out plays a huge part. 
But I also think that there's a fine line of what's stylish and what's like just overboard, like or what's sexual or what's like um, too far. And I feel like the voluptuous woman only came about because of this over dramatization yeah. of beauty, right? This like this like weird twisted thing of beauty to where like voluptuous back then even Kim Kardashian said when she was growing up in school they made fun of her cuz she had a big butt cuz back then you know the girls were slim and they you know they were they were thin and big butts weren't like like a fashion thing or weren't like beauty it was more so like okay you need to lose weight you need to work on your butt <laughs> you, you know <laughs> you got to get rid of that thing you're obese you got a serious <laughs> problem <laughs> yeah but that's that's but, people's body type that doesn't have nothing to do with weight necessarily but that's but back then that was like there was a certain standard and her she seemed she was known as the one to be uh, she would actually be considered a plus model back then in the modeling uh industry she would be a plus model even though she's skinny and got this big butt but she would be a plus model because models were known to be thin. And it's not that that was the style, in my opinion. It was more so that in a in the classiest way possible, proportions and certain sizes just naturally are more pleasing to the eye as far as um, being classy is a certain way of That's conditioning, to being, though. I don't no, think so, has, though. No, it has, I don't to do think with, so. it has to do with health. No, it doesn't. Those girls, so you, those, those girls from the '90s Calvin Klein ads are healthy. No, no, no. Who I'm, are no, who are I'm, who are I'm, who are skinny and the, look like they're dying? That's what society tells you was telling you was beautiful at that point. Yeah. At that point in time, right? But that's what I'm saying. Right, but and a natural, he- uh, healthy looking. Woman with Kim a little, Kardashian with, looks more healthy than any of those heroin chic girls from the nineties, who look but, like they're 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 cracked out. So what are we talking about? It's, that's what I'm saying. It's programming, and you got to understand. And you got to understand. His daughter has a chance of looking like his wife. So from now until she starts to look that way, he's gonna fight for that body type to be the highest perceived body type in society. Who who's well, who's well, the yeah, highest specifically. perceived? But I mean, like, who's the highest perceived body type? Who? What I'm saying, or at least equal to what you were saying well, see, is the highest. Well, see, the that's skinny, the, where's the love in that? Where's the where's the love? What do you, you mean? Know? Where's like, the love? It can't just be all about style. Go ahead. There's yeah. no focus on the spirit in that context. They're focusing on their bodies. Like their bodies. She's going to grow up thinking that her body is the most important part of her. But her, there is power in the body, though. No, there isn't. How is there not? There's only power. Power, you know. There's only power. Yeah, but from, from but in a practical way, there's power in like for you to say that there's no power in like it. Like in my opinion, like where does if, if just subjectively, if you had to say where does Kim's power come from, you would say her body. There in, in in such a way in such a way there's a little bit of emphasis that. That that is decent. Like for example, like when it comes back to health, if a person is healthy and fit and good looking, that's obviously better than a person who is unfit and not good looking, but yet they say that they have God in them. So looks in a to a certain aspect are are not a bad thing. But the point is, is that these voluptuous thing can, in my opinion, come from a vo- vo- voluptuous voluptuous. Yeah, there's no M. That's <laughs> why. Voluptuous comes from a space of um, a sexual thing because it's not, and it's not that it's unhealthy. It's that it has progressed, like you said, it has progressed. 
But it's progressed in a sexual way because when you look at a big butt and you look at big boobs, the only reason why anybody wants a big butt or big boobs because it looks appealing to the to the eye, to the imagination, sexually. No, there's health reasons on why men are attracted to that. Health because, reasons? Uh, yeah, because I have to live there for nine months, meaning my baby has to live there for nine months, so I need to have a sturdy home to live in right, for, but, for nine but months. Why does she have so, to have a big butt? It, so... Because it has to do with the structure of the home. No, you're gonna I live. A, you're gonna live in. A, you're gonna live in a house. Are you gonna be attracted to a house that has wobbly legs? The baby is in it. No, <laughs> but so, it doesn't so mean, you have to. It doesn't so mean that you be. There's a reason why people are attracted butt. to that. Yeah, that's the foundation of the home. No, you have a strong butt, a lean, strong butt. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, but and I cannot lie. <laughs> I hey, look, I like. <laughs> let me lie. Let me not. There's a reason why I people like are attracted it, to that, though. It's I know not that just what I'm liking. But let me just say this: is that I'm not saying that I'm not trying to pretend like it's not likable. I'm just saying that I know what I'm liking is due from a sexual nature, not from a fashion nature. You don't think, but about it's not even sexual. It's survival. You want to make sure your child you lives in up? a safe place. But that has nothing to do with big butt. <laughs> And big boobies. The reason why you're not attracted to someone who looks cracked out is because the survival rate ain't good there. You made that up. It ain't now. just how because that is, sex is based off of do, health. But you're attracted to people who look healthy, right? But a big butt. Okay, but look, let me let me let me tell you this: a big a girl with a, a giant butt and giant boobs and and works so hard on being beautiful. You don't want a baby born there anyway because her spirit is all jacked up. Why does she want? How that? are you gonna make? That's a crazy blanket statement. No, it's not because why? Because your emphasis is so focused on trying to be this big butt and big boobs. That's some people's body types. They're born that way. No, but I'm talking about people who overly emphasize these things. Kim well, Kardashian wasn't born like that. Yes, yeah, she was. She added all kinds of. You stuff. You just got done saying in high school she got made fun of. Right, but in, when she had her natural uh-huh. regular thing. But I'm talking about with the 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 emphasis on her body being so beautiful. Beautiful and a big butt, and now there's bigger boobs. All that stuff came from the now she's being um, exploited as being this voluptuous girl. When in actuality, she should be focused on help, making sure she's healthy, make sure she's fit, and all these things. It's temptation. How, but how, you're putting that on it. It's just a fact. Is it, it's is not it, a fact. You're putting that on it. Is it me? She's born that way. That's <laughs> No, she wasn't born that way, though. She was born with, a so let's say, a bigger butt, right? Let's say like, her butt was just a little bit bigger, right? Then that's fine. Like, you have a little bit bigger butt. But in her eyes, somehow, she ended up thinking, like, okay, well, I'm different. Nobody likes my butt. And the industry got a hold of her and was like, don't be ashamed of your butt. Let's make a let's make a lot of your butt. And not everybody got big butts because of Kim Kardashian. Well, well, what people do because of her is not her responsibility. But number two, she had to fight for that body type to be deemed as equal or what the popular it, thing and is. And she should have never had to do that. That's that's, that's but, I don't but, agree with that. But, everybody is it me or does Bianca look almost like exactly like Kim? Oh, exactly well, yeah, but like people Kim. like exactly but people like have Kim. a type though. That's like you know that's just. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like she, people, if you look ahead. at p- different people you dated, it probably all looks similar. True, but she looked like <laughs> a like a clone version of Kim. She tried. It looked like she tried to model herself after Kim Kardashian because Kim Kardashian is known to be at least pushed to be the standard that, of beauty. But that's because he. First of all, he's dressing both of them. Number one and number two. Uh, that but that is now what the stand the the at least equal standard to what a skinny white model would look like now. That is uh, that is the equal 
a standard. And to in say a, that in a twisted way. But why is it a twisted way? Because why isn't the skinny white girl who looks like she's on crack twisted? I mean, plenty of healthy babies true. are born by skinny white females. No, but I'm asking though, why is one twisted and the other is not? Because well, what that is is that, that you're you're comparing two extremes. The, the the models that were skinny and anorexic, that's just the other extreme. They shouldn't be skinny. My point is be fit and be lean and let it be and healthy. But when you try to add a big butt and all that stuff for for the sake of looks. In all honesty, when you see that, are you thinking like, "Dang, she as a model," or are you thinking like, "Dang, she got, she got, she got something going." I want to yeah. say what I really want to say, but yeah, it's I James mean, there's Cho. an element of sex, but there's also, um, it, it it can't work if it's not both things as far as breaking down the social class. I agree. It could be. It's, it's okay to be both things. I think it's okay to do both things, but the volup, voluptuousness probably saying that wrong is way more dramatic than what it needs to be and now the scale is leaning like this if we're gonna be beautiful but also have a little bit of body here that's okay keep it here work out make sure it's tight nice and fit but no we got thick girls that got big old boobies and big old butt and the only reason why they want big old boobies and big butt because they know that guys i sexually want to use them up and they just want attention and got they, Kim Kardashian ain't not doing it for beauty, not even for a second. Doing what? Trying to be beautiful, big butt, big boobs. That's that's not her body. But she added more. Who, how, how do you know that? That's a, that's an allegation. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> maybe so. But the beauty is dramatized, and it's because of the attention. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna just say that. Girls being bulimic and throwing up in the bathroom, it, that can't be better than uh, what's happening now. So all I'm saying is yeah. there's more women that lean towards being that naturally than trying to get to being like the standard of a skinny model that it's been for the past 60, 70 years. So that's the, yeah. that's the point in that. If we're talking about health and if we're being honest. Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be no standards. The standard should be what's right and what's fit, what what is healthy and not for what make people want you more or what's going to make you popular. Be healthy, be fit. And healthy and fit is way more attractive than um, trying to be sexy. But anyway. And Kim looks healthy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, let me get. Well, let's get to some calls real quick, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we go from there. Let me go. <sighs> let's go to um, Yes Gunner at a Chicago, Illinois, um, Illinois, and talk to Yes Gunner. Let me see. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Yes Gunner, welcome to the show. You're on the air with uh, Sean, Joel, and Hassan. Yo, what up, guys? How's it uh, going, man? I want to say it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I was kind of wanted to go back to what you were saying of how you were pretty much calling out Kanye, posting his wife out on uh, Instagram and how she's sort of semi-nude. Right. And how he was pretty much going after Kim, saying he didn't want her doing that while they were married. Right. And... And kind of Hassan is saying how it's a fashion statement, and I agree with Hassan. Hey, right this is who are we to say what is fashion? You know, because fashion tends to change over the time. Fair enough. Uh, 
I could say this that uh and 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 where you were pretty much we were talking about the statues how well there's them I knew people didn't think much of it. Actually, Paul the Apostle preached against sexual immorality. He preached against that sort of sin where he was converting a lot of uh, towns because people were into uh, sexual immorality. They had churches of, uh, I think, pagan churches of people devoted to sexual gratification. There was women that were naked in these churches, and men would just go in there and, and um, actually satisfy themselves into this sin. He preached against that. He was against uh, men falling into temptation. He was preaching against men uh, falling into that sort of carnal sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was my uh, what, what I pretty much wanted to say was uh, even when we look at uh, his new wife, which is, you know, good-looking lady, you, you know, you're still like, damn. You know, you're still like, <laughs> you're sinning in the, in the yeah. sense where, you know, yeah. it, it's not it's not good. That's where I, where I wanted some of the things I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of women being modest and dressing modestly is to make it not about sex. You know, it's about the it's about the spirit. It's about you know, pure pure love. And when women are dressing like that, it becomes that the sex, the big butts, the voluptuousness that becomes the point. It's no longer about uh, real love. It becomes about that. So when when right. when women go to church and they dress modestly, that's a way of being pure. It's, right. a, it's a way of you know making their soul pure right. because the sex isn't the point. You know, right? And in church, you don't you're not you don't want distractions. You don't want to be distracted by the girl with the chest out in church because if she's covered up, you're not there's not that temptation there. And and it's not her fault that the guys are tempted, right? That's the guy's issue that the guys have to overcome. But the reason why there there is a dress code in church is because you're supposed to come looking pure and decent so that way it's just respectful it's just respectful to yeah that voluptuousness focusing on the body big butts you know is a lower consciousness and yeah. when, you that, know, that's when, true that's yeah. true but I, I do want to say that you know well men have their preference you know and if they want to put that out there hey that's fine yeah means, i believe in the first amendment that's fine so, you yeah. know it's more like hey why why um why objectify it? Why make it seem like this is the beauty standard that we have to follow? It's like, hey, God, yeah. I don't think God cares about that. Yeah, well, I was thinking, well, I was well, thinking I the same thing. Thinks, right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, well, who are you to tell me that this is the year of no pants? Right, right, right. I'm doing my own thing. You do your own thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to yeah. set the standard for me? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do a lot of Kanye. I mess with his music. But, you know, it was more, uh, you know, what happened that way, when, what happened to that moment where he was, you know, preaching, going towards God, you know, and, and not, you know, not having women semi-nude on, on internet, stuff like, stuff like that, excuse me. And, and I, I rock with that, but you know, it's like, I see what Joel's saying is, hey, we, we should call it for what it is, he's a hypocrite. And, 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 that, and, that, and that stands for what, what pretty much he was doing, what he's doing right now. It, yeah, and at the end of the day, just to make a quick point on that, uh, and then we gotta, we gotta move the calls here, uh, sure. Gunner, I appreciate it, but just to make a quick point on that is that, like, it's it's he can do what he wants and everybody can make the decision that they want but it's like okay well he's so heavily on the stance on his opinions and like trying to change things and trying to like preach this thing and it's fine if he never said one thing at all and he just was doing this then we'd be like fine that's that's what Kanye does but he he one time he says this one time he says this he's all over the place 
So I call it out because of the sake of like, okay, well, what, what, which one are we here? What, what are we doing here? Are we, are we free to do what we want, or are we raising our daughter that he's, you know, he's, he said he's fought over for, which I believe he has, and he's trying to do his best thing as a father. But then on the other hand, his his Instagram is looking nuts. So yeah. it's just like that's why I call it out. But what a mess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, can I just say real quick? Yeah, go ahead. We need to be yeah, clear well, though that they're that they are different. We need to stop comparing them. What he said about Kim and the TikTok with his daughter are completely different than what he does on his own thing as an entertainer, as an adult with another adult who he's married to. It's completely different. So to put both of them in the same thing, it's just. Well, it's I'll dishonest. Say, well, I'll say what Nick said. Nick Nick previously said in a message here, he says, is is he setting an example for his child his child daughter? Because if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say, Well, I don't want you on this TikTok, you better not go on this TikTok. You better not be dressing like this. Don't dress like your mom, don't follow in your mom's footsteps. But then she looks at her father's Instagram and his wife is butt naked. Like, what are we doing here? How many how many guys are dating? Oh, I appreciate the time, Joel. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, sorry, Gunnar. Okay? I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Call call. Right, thank you, guys. James again. Thank you, Sean. Yep, yep. Uh, Hassan and Joel. Yeah, yeah no problem. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> I forgot about Gunnar. Sorry, Gunner. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Hassan. No, Sean, or, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, how many guys are dating women right now who have Instagrams and, and TikToks and throw themselves out there with their pictures and their bikinis and stuff like that? Yeah. And are, are not a... a you know, uh, do not approve of it. But and that's the, but that's also different. They're doing it together. If a, if a girl is doing it and then her man is like, yo, what are you doing? This makes me feel uncomfortable. She's doing that on her own without him knowing. They are clearly in on this together. They've talked about it. This isn't like everything is calculated with this man. So he they're in on what they're doing and they're they're doing it together. A, a woman doing it without right. like a man's involvement yeah. is very different also so it's just every all this stuff is nuanced yeah know? well it's an interesting point we can go on this forever but let's get to let's get to a couple of, um other calls here and then uh we'll see what happens after so let's go to um steve out of new jersey first time caller uh or maybe he's not first time i think steve steve welcome to the show you're on with sean uh Joel and hassan i called you yesterday so Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot. Wow, you really black? He black? That's <laughs> low. Nah. So I, I had an original question I was going to ask, but since I was I was on hold listening to this whole yeah. thing, I want to add my commentary on this. Yeah. So I understand Hassan's point about the biology stuff, and so yeah. to kind of tie it all in together from from a spiritual and biological perspective, at least for me. So like I think about you know about let's say like ten years ago. And the and that you know deep into the fallen state, like my biological preferences to women were not necessarily because I wanted to reproduce or like you know have kids with them. It was just literally just because of lust. Right. You know, it was I was attracted to these types of body types and these types of women because I was getting something out of it. But then the problem ended up becoming once that feeling wore off, then I'm left in the relationship. Then you know by the stuff that was underneath shows, and that's where all the conflict and the drama happened. Right, right. So if I flash forward to myself now, and I think about all the things that I've overcome, including lust, too, you know, like looking at a woman and looking at all this other stuff, it's, I don't I don't look at a woman for, wow, she's going to please me sexually in a marriage. Like, is that going to be long-lasting and sustaining? Right. You know, the one thing I actually do look at now is because I used to be a healthcare professional, so I, I, I know signs of, of what to pick up on of, what you know? What's the symptom and like? What is the disease and, and all this other stuff? Right. I actually look at them like, all right, you can be voluptuous. You can have 
uh, you know, a body like Bianca or um, or like him, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is a standard of health because there's a lot of factors that if you pick up on and you know if you're really aware of it, you know, a lot of women's bodies like their energy levels they're fake, like it's all stress and emotions and right. just yeah. craziness. And so I don't want to put you know a child in a womb like that. Like I, I get it, you know, like the the physical shape seems like it's appealing, but when you get to know them and you get to see them, like most women are stressed out and they're in the workforce and they're just angry in general and they're robbing that child of nutrients to begin with. So even if they have the perfect body type, which seems like it's supposed to support that child, they themselves on a spiritual and even metabolic you know, level, they're not giving the child the best environment anyway. Even if they are home, chilling, hanging out, like they themselves are still wrecked. And well that's said, why I think Steve. it's more important. You know, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yep. you laid it out. Yeah. All right, we appreciate it, Steve. Real quick, can I say one thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's true, Steve. But even if you think it wasn't about <laughs> reproducing and just lust, I, the entire reason for sex is so we want to make as many versions of ourselves as possible. We want to survive. We want to continue. That's why, that's the, the, the entire concept of it. So just on a practical, like we can get into the spiritual talk, but the practical is to make as many versions of you as possible. So uh, even if you're thinking it's just lust, that is still the reason of the physical attraction of you wanting to do it so that you can survive. And the body to do that in is what we're attracted to. So we say, oh, this is, this is a healthy place for me to live in and to continue on. So it still is about, yeah. About, well, I think... I appreciate it, Steve. We got to move the uh, the calls here for, but you laid it out. You laid it out well, man. Thank you. Call 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 again. No worries, man. Thanks. All right. I want to make your. I want to add to that, but I didn't want to keep him online. And then we do another Gunner thing. Um, is that Hassan? And I want you to give me your honest opinion. No female with a big butt and big boobs is thinking that I'll have a big butt and big boobs because when I have a baby, I want them to be in a safe space. Are you saying that women are thinking that when they have a big butt and big boobs? I'm saying that men subconsciously are thinking that even if they don't realize it. Even if you don't realize, if you think it's just lust or, or you're sexing, no. You are subconsciously like, I need to make as many versions of me as possible. I need to continue on. But what does that have so, to do about boobs and butt, though? Because that is the safest, most built place for me to live for nine months. But so no, You're not going to live in a place that's unhealthy. Attraction from the eye is all based off of that. Are you it's saying- not based off of lust. It's based off of... This is a healthy person no, for nobody, me to reproduce with. Nobody's thinking about that. I guarantee. I, I never one time, not even until now. You, you might not it. be consciously thinking of it, but your DNA. Never, you're, no, there's no way I'm thinking that because she has a, okay. the bigger the butt, the safer the the womb. That it. I'm t- I'm telling you, factually, doesn't matter if you know this or not. I'm talking about DNA scientifically. This is why people reproduce. This is not like an opinion. This is like a- animal based. What is it? Do you understand what he means? Kinda. A lot of people talk about the hips. You know, like the baby coming through the the, the hips and the birthing canal has to be a certain width, like for it to be a, a healthy uh, oh movement. But like, how does it have to relate to the boobs and the butt? Like, bro, are you gonna saying? live in? Okay, are you gonna move into a house? Wait, wait. Let me just one, okay, to make it clear. Okay. Are you gonna live in a house that has wobbly legs? No. Okay, you're gonna find a house that has a good structure, a good foundation, right? Right. right. 
So thighs and a body of where you're going to be living for nine months. So then what did the rest of the world do way before Voluptuous Voluptuous? It's always been that. In. Go look at old uh, uh, Da Vinci uh, uh uh, paintings. All so, women so were, no were women, big. So no women who didn't have a voluptuous body, they made their their womb was unsafe. Most women are closer to that type of body type. If you look at old Renaissance paintings, anything, that is a more natural thing than being a bulimic to look like a skinny model. That's my point. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe there's some it's just not this, is just, this is all just scientific facts. This isn't even opinions. But at this I think point. that's not what people. But women aren't thinking that though. Women, women are, might not be thinking that, but men are subconsciously. Absolutely, and I'll tell you this: me, not even so. The only subconscious thing I'm thinking. So why about, you? Are, why, so so let me ask you. Let me ask yeah. you a question. You're just attracted to that shape. Yeah, why are you attracted fine. to that shape for? Because all I'm thinking, if I'm thinking lustfully, is I just want to suck the life out of it. That's no, it. But th- okay, but think Being on appropriate a, as possible. Think on a more like, why, <laughs> you ever think to yourself, why am I attracted to this shape? Yeah, it's just a shape, but I'm, I, I go crazy over yes, this shape. Because you don't think that there's a DNA scientific reason on why that is? M- look, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I just think that it feeds my imagination of thinking that this bigger butt and bigger boobs is going to make me feel better in the moment of sex or whatever the case is. It's going to feel better. It's going to be better. I'm going to have a better experience. But I don't think it has nothing to do with womb carrying or baby making or anything like that. For me, in my opinion... and. I just think about how my imagination goes, and it goes there, not to there. So before you, okay, last thing before you ever, we need somebody to tell us when to stop because yeah. I'll I, I'll keep going. Next topic, yeah. Let's, but, let's, but this is how you know that that's not true because even really a li- quick and make it like because a, a little kid who's never had the S word, why will they be attracted to to? the shape even if they don't know what the like you said feeling or this and that they've never experienced it but innately they a little kid will be a, drawn to that just like a dog you don't have to teach a dog to pee sexually oh, on a tree they it's just still, do it it's still deviance it's still but deviance it's, okay well anyway oh let's see what william <laughs> out of california has to say <laughs> william welcome to the show you're on the air with sean and joel and hassan can you hear me <laughs> yes sir yeah, hey man, y'all make a good combination. <laughs> all dream, the, all dream team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like right it. On. You dig? What's up, Hassan? Peace, my brother. Be honest, it's I'll be honest, I'm really the Howard Stern of the situation. <laughs> be honest, William. Keep it keep it a buck. Keep it a hundred. Keep it a will. Keep it a will. A hundred. <laughs> keep it a will. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Shoot. Go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, William. Say what you have to say. Uh, okay. Well, Kim, wasn't, was any of her body parts enhanced? I, I guess there's no proof of it, so we, we, can't, we can't be sure. Uh, I mean, you know, I think I know what Hassan is talking about. They had an old saying about that. I think it was called childbearing hips. Fair enough. And what do they say? Right, Hassan? Isn't that right, Hassan? Absolutely. It's an innate thing that you you just... Is that on the line of what you're talking about? A hundred percent, William. All right. (laughs) You know know when you see certain 
uh, that's another thing. People say, oh, well, Kim and these women have no talent. They have no talent. They just show their body. When a bunch of women like that walk into a club, what would you used to say? There's a bunch of talent here tonight. That's easy, though. That's easy. That's easy, though. Anybody can do that. That's easy. I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. I know I used to party down in L.A. I know L.A. had a whole bunch of high-paying ones. I used to go down there to the Red Onion, and boy, they were stacked. It was like brick houses and everything, <laughs> but I do know what you're saying. Hassan, you're talking about Cornerstone. You're talking about the, the, the foundation. You don't want no house that got bad foundation. You do it just because you got flower pots at the window, and, and that don't make the house have good foundation. You're talking about from within. Well, I'm going to ask Mother Mary. We're going to find out if Mother what? Mary had a strong foundation, big boo, and big... <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then we'll get back white. to it. The, the, I think the entire child, I think the entire childbearing hips uh, yeah. argument and idea is an anti-white um, conspiracy, and that skinny white females are perfectly able to make healthy babies. Uh, hips yeah. or no hips, um, right? I don't think I'm, it has nothing uh, I have to evidence do. of that. Yeah, I don't think that uh, body type. But hey, some hey. You got a right to believe what you want to believe, and I appreciate yeah. it, William. I have to, I have to yeah. move the calls forward. I wanted, but thank one, you. I wanted one. I wanted to say one thing. Yeah, go ahead. That, uh, Sean had some, some, some stage experience. Yeah. Yep. That I can tell, and and Joel. Um, yeah, at one time, slim, slim people got all the modeling jobs and stuff like that, and um, I can tell you, yes. Acting is not an easy thing. And uh, I tried the modeling, and I can tell you the most scariest thing in the world is that it actually worked, and you have to get in front of people. You know what? It, it, it reminds me of the silent prayer in the world. It reminds me of the silent prayer, though, and about letting go in general, is that it's actually so easy and simple that it's hard. You know, commit, yeah. committing to a part, like the people who really play those roles that you remember are fully committed, yeah. you know, like they seem cool and, and they seem like they're doing it the right way because they're fully committed. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that's actually so easy that it's hard. It's so simple that we make it hard. Acting, like grabbing that, that, um, range of, yeah, you got to memorize the lines, but to bring a certain range to that character is a serious skill. Yep. And the yeah, best, the, sure. the best ones will also focus on, their voice more it's not just about the facial expressions not just about your attire oh. or your physical expressions but the cadence tone and like projection of, of their voice and projection yeah. and volume of their voice wow. is yeah. is takes yeah. full commitment and with each role people who are character actors and play each role differently their voice completely changes and that's extremely hard to do think about um yeah. christoph waltz in um inglorious bastards he uh <laughs> oh, yeah. he speaks like four different languages in the in, in the thing and each one has its Commanding own voice. has its own wow. tone and yeah uh it's amazing and extremely uh talented wow I, I swear i mean one time i got approached when i was in my early 20s to do a modeling thing and the next thing you know i had an agent and didn't even act for him he just appeared out of nowhere and i did something for sports illustrated and then, and it was like the director was kind of like this is not an easy thing, and it was just shooting pictures. Now, can you imagine uh, memorizing lines doing that? And, like, that guy was like, I mean, I didn't understand. He said, you've never done this before. I said, no. He said, look, man, 
take my instructions, but don't look at me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never yeah. heard anybody put something like that to me in my life. And I know how to read. I like books and everything. But this skill that you guys were talking about early, earlier is not easy. Yep, yep. It's not easy. And, Joel, I don't know how you do it, but you, but you, but you, you camera, you got magic. Like you said, you dance and travel. You know, I don't see how you did that because you got that annoying. That guy asked me, "Did I know how to dance?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and it's I appreciate I'm gonna it. Tell you what kill me is that it's frightening. But I'm gonna let you guys go on that. Thank you, William. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll add more to what you're saying right now. Um, but thanks for calling. Call again. All right. Take care. All right. Yeah. Um, it William's right though. It is. It is hard to. It's not even that it's hard because that's what. Uh, it's not that it's hard. It's just that it's. Um, it's we're not. It's so simple that we've been taught all these ways. Don't look. Don't look crazy. Don't look like you're scared. Make sure you breathe. Make sure you project all these false things. But if you really think about everything that you do, even sports, acting, everything, there's just. If you find this natural flow of just being regular, become nothing. It is all exactly. Yeah, become nothing. And you're conscious, like Sean said earlier, you're you're conscious about what you're doing. Then it just flows out of you, and you don't think twice about it. You don't got to remember the line. Right. It just comes out of you. Yeah. So and knowing that it's not you, knowing that it's coming from yeah. somewhere else instead of yeah coming from you. Yeah, I always think about uh. Well, let's 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 move. let's uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get to get let's get to that. one more call and then um, we'll go from there. So let's go to CSAL yeah, at Arizona. Um, CSAL, welcome to the show. You're on there with Sean and Joel. Hey guys, great show by the way. Thank you, thank you. So I'm calling as a natural born female who has had children. <laughs> I'm surrounded by women. My sisters in laws, my friends, they have all had children. They are completely different body types. Natural, obviously. We don't have the money for silicone right. that Kim Kardashian has. And just pretending and saying that, oh, uh, there's no proof, so we don't know if Kim Kardashian... Come on. Her <laughs> thighs are tiny, skinny, and her butt is like five diapers. To, come on, we're not retarded. Okay, anyway. So we all have the ability as females to have... I understand what Hassan is saying, the beauty of... It. Yeah, it's true in a way. But don't tell me that the G-double-triple-Ds and the huge butt, oh, that's a sign of health. No, and it's true. These women are all on... Narcotics are all on medication for anxiety, for depression, blah, blah. So that's not a healthy womb or whatever. And number two, on the other point of the modesty and whoring your wife out for the world on Instagram, it makes me think um, a godly man. I would say Jesse Lee Peterson. That's what I think of a godly man with a good head on his shoulders. Let's say that he gets married tomorrow and brings his beautiful wife, no silicone, just a natural, beautiful Christian woman. Right. And then later he comes to you guys and he's like, "Oh, can you post this picture of my wife on our on our platforms?" And she's wearing a g-string and she's naked on top. Like, what would you think? I mean, right. Satan let, has done such a. <laughs> let me let me just stop you right there, Hassan. If 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 Jesse brought Fima, just like she's saying, and he brought that and said, "Hassan, here, post this up for me. I don't know how. Post this picture of this girl." Would you question like, wait, what the? Or would you be like, right on, man? 
Well, first of all, Seesaw, it's got to be the dumbest comparison that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Come on. And just because ain't nobody made me. And, and just course. because ain't nobody maybe trying to see Seesaw on the internet don't mean that uh, you should slander wow. all women for doing that. Personal attack. But uh, No, you personally attacking everybody. Alpha. That was a personal but, attack. Very alpha. <laughs> but you just personally attack all women that, that you know. But anyway, uh, well, it's compl- first of all, it's completely different. One is okay. a uh, pastor, and and that's the work they do. One is an entertainer who uh, is, d- is doing something that his wife is clearly in on, and they're doing it together. So to compare the two is just it's it's just silly. Aren't they both men of God? That's all my question. That's all I'm asking. Aren't they both Christian? Yeah, sure. Right. So but, I would never think Jesse Lee Peterson would do such a thing. Because that's not the then, business model. That's not the play. That's not the play. You don't know what the play is. There's different plays. Even the bad works for the good. Hold on, wait. Even the bad works for the good. There is only one play. Nah, there isn't. One play. There isn't. That's but that's why. It's about the kingdom of God. Oh yeah, and y'all, and you're doing stuff for the kingdom of God. Anybody here? But there's a standard. Wait a minute. A is anybody here doing anything for the kingdom of God, See, Sal? Do you know yeah. what the kingdom okay. of God consists right. of? Well, well, if you think people are here, doing, if you think anyone's doing stuff for the kingdom of God, then go ahead. Joel and Jesse Lee Peterson and Nick, they do things for the kingdom and of God. Kanye and Kanye West isn't? But they are? What? You out of your mind, See, Sal. I can't understand you because you're Ka- screaming. Because so Kanye, how you going to tell me Kanye West, you going to tell me Kanye West hasn't done uh, uh, stuff for the for the kingdom, but uh, Joel and Nick have. Uh, Hassan, so then explain to me why the Bible says uh, that women should dress modestly. Paul said that, and, and that, who knows, he could have been gay. The point is, the, the, here's the real point. Now you're just throwing stuff out. Now here's the here's the real point. He also said that women shouldn't speak in church. He also said a lot of things that we don't agree with. So you can't put. You don't agree with that? No, because if a woman doesn't have a husband. Or a father, she needs to ask questions. Paul said a lot of things that was against what Jesus said. So I don't want to get on the Paul the Paul thing. The point is that, um, yeah, it's slander that you're doing to other women, and specifically Kim. But but also, it's completely different plays. That doesn't fit the play for Jesse. The play fits oh. for you. There's not a play. It though. is a play. There's no play. But there that's is the a play. But you got to reach problem. all people. Mary Magdalene. Hold on. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Jesus the, walked with listen. the prostitutes. He walked with the murderers. He talked right. to everybody. So you the, can't yeah. tell me that you, what Ye is doing that's is not reaching more people. That's the problem. He's talking to people who aren't of God, maybe. That's the problem. So you can't get in the way of what he's doing. That's the problem is that the world is going off of a play and everybody there is trying to no, do No, the problem plays. is Christians who think they're holier than thou want to tell Saul. That's true, that too. Someone want to tell Saul that he can't turn into Paul and do his own thing. Saul the murdered Bible Christians and thou? then Paul I'm, brought... I'm cool. All right. Okay, anyway, yeah. thank what you, guys. What I'm saying is... Yeah, we got, we're running got got out of time, minutes. but thank you. Yeah. Yep. Call, call again. We'll get thank into you. it. All right. Okay, bye. But yeah, man, there's no play. There's only one play. Nah, there there's isn't. Play. Let me Who just tell you, you though, real quick. Let me are. just say though. Let me just tell you because the reason why there's all these other different plays that people are following, and this is the reason why the world is so jacked up because everybody thinks that they just they do whatever they want, and then Satan has them believing that 
uh, oh, I'm just being myself or or uh, this is right. This is the right thing. Instead of trying to figure out what the right thing is, most people just don't know, right? But instead of just not knowing and maybe eventually figure it out, they're just like, okay, well, I'm going to just do this and this is just good to me. There is a, a way of life. There's one way of life, one way of living. And Christians, you're right, Christians are hypocrites. They're not living that way. But there's only one play. Okay, and the play is what? Standard. The play is what? To win souls and to be fishermen of men. And for, Ni- and for Nick souls. to say, name one thing, you're going to tell me Kanye West ain't win more souls to God than maybe... Potentially anybody. I feel like he's. He- I feel like he's held. No, but Nick. Like Nick helped, is saying in the chat. Name not, one he- thing that he's done. If the play isn't to win souls and the play isn't to be fishermen of men, right? Right. You gonna tell me Kanye West in this generation hasn't brought more people to God than any other people person? No, no, I don't. I don't think. Name so. another person. I don't Jesse. think so. Who? Jesse. You think Jesse has brought more people to God than Kanye West? Genuinely. No, genuinely Christian. Genu- there's a, there's yeah, plenty you, more. Jesse that being one. Make sense. Jesse being one. I, but there's a, this man there's made Jesus. Plenty walks. of more people that are bringing people to Christianity in the proper way than Kanye West. I love Kanye West, and I like. I I think that he stands for a lot of things that are true. But he's not the example. He's not somebody that we should follow. He's not somebody that we should look to and be like, "Wow, he's doing it right." He's all over the place. But and who's he has to say all that you need these but, different but plays? I thought we. I thought we. I thought we separated the message from the messenger. Separate the message from the I, messenger. What do you I mean? Th- don't we do that? Is that what we say? Right, but you can't. But he's all over the place. One. Uh, no, one he's the he's messenger. He's thing. not the message. You yeah. got to separate the two. Okay, you should. Do you have anything that you want to cover for the last couple minutes? <laughs> no, go you ahead. don't. Go all right. Ahead. You sure? No, that was it for right. me. I only, I only have that kind of thing. I got I one question. Just keep it light. Okay. You know, we got a couple minutes. One question for both of you. I want to a- answer okay. as quickly as possible. If you could go to one. Live concert of any artist, dead or alive, at any place in any time, who would it be? Oh man, ask the song first. I got to think. Any live concert of any artist, dead or alive, at any place in time. Kanye West. Ah. Uh, I, I do Michael Jackson. I do Michael Jackson. A lot of people say, yeah, a lot of people say I Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. I you ain't go. going to Kanye. You go to Drake. Nah, I go to Kanye if, he, if it's if it's if his wife is doing <laughs> no pants. <laughs> would you really go to Kanye? Well, I've been to so many yeah, Kanye West yeah. concerts, but yeah, yeah, I still would. That would still be a more enjoyable concert. That's that's yeah. not entirely wrong. That's not entirely wrong. Definitely entertaining. But um, more yeah, do you? Is that it? Okay, let's get to some more calls here, and then we got to end the show. So we got a few minutes here. Let's go to um, Josh out of Georgia. Uh, really quick, Josh, be brief if you can. Um, welcome to the show. You're on the air. With Sean hey, and Joel and Hassan. What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. All right. Real brief. Um, yeah, I, I um, the Kanye thing, I felt, I felt a little, when I heard it on your show, I heard it on your show first on Monday, and I yeah. went straight to his Instagram to go look at it first. So I felt guilty about myself <laughs> for going to do that, right? <laughs> everybody did. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, I, I mean, I can see it. I can see it both ways. You know, I, I kind of see him as kind of like a Charleston White. You know that guy, right? I don't, I'm not familiar. Okay. Maybe. It's like, like he got his flaws just like every I do have my flaws. And um, I'm basically, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't even care about that stuff. I think it's, I think he, um, I look well. I think he's just another dude, just like me and you, you know, with his flaws. But yeah. 
he he seems to be you know on you know um you know on the same path me and you are on you know so yeah. um but i, I can see i well, go ahead i don't know if john you have sorry man i totally blank i totally blanked out i was thinking about something else <laughs> sorry Josh. sorry man yeah, yeah. no problem no problem but no, I I understand. Um, no, I mean I understand, and we're we're rushing on time here, so we're just trying to get everything yeah. in. So it's it's no, it's yeah. not personal, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I understand the point. Uh, I just think that, um, and it shouldn't be made a big deal. Just to make the point quickly, it shouldn't be made a big deal. Like if Kanye is doing that, it's no big deal. Nobody should be judging him. Um, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's like you know he stands so so firmly on all these things and he don't want people to treat him a certain way but then yeah he's out here doing all kinds of crazy things and what are we supposed to do yeah. sit here and be like oh well yeah you're right Kanye oh yeah you're right there too oh yeah you're right there too you know what I mean it's like what are you then are you are you this are you that but at the end of the day he shouldn't be judged and ridicule, ridiculed for him as a matter of fact if I don't know him I've never met him Hassan knows him and has met him but right. I would I would show him the same amount of respect so um yeah, it's just it's yeah. just opening the conversations, but I appreciate uh, anything. Any last words on that, really quick, before we 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 move on? Yeah, yeah, just real quick. Um, he, yeah, he. Um, I think he's just a dude. Like, like, yeah, you're right. We should just treat him just like the same way we treat anybody. You know, he he's a celebrity, but he's just a dude like me and you. You know, don't, exactly. I agree, man. Thank yeah. you, Josh. Call no us way. again. No problem. We'll do, man. Thank you, bro. All right, no problem. All right. Sean, what is your concert you will go to? Leonard Skinner, 1970, Dang. late 1970s, outside Georgia, campfires, dogs. Dang. So that was a moment. Barbecue. Oof. <laughs> that would be it for me. Man. A lot, a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yep. What we do, uh, any last words before we end the show for uh, American Anchor Baby? Oh, actually, me. I'm coming in next. What the? Any last words? Um, I'd say uh, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. That's what I think of when I think of the whole Kanye Kanye thing. There it is, y'all. There it is. And I saw any last words? Um, Don't say Kanye 2024. No, and then- no doesn't Leonard Skinner still perform? Uh, it's not any of the original. I mean, some maybe some of the original band members. But oh, not it's not. Any, the, oh, the okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And also, I think art is objective and not subjective. If art is subjective, uh. then none of it means anything. And if you take any of those great cathedrals, no matter what light or environment you put them in, they're going to look beautiful. They're, they're, they're object, objectively beautiful. Uh-huh. I think art I is, agree with that. Art is obje- uh. objective. <laughs> meaning like it's factual almost. No, mean, right? meaning that you can't say like, oh, it, it just, oh it's, it's pretty to him, but it's not beautiful to him. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, it either has meaning or it doesn't. I agree. And I, that's really my whole point. Is okay, that it's wait, not wait. up for opinion. Weirdly enough, <laughs> that's my point too. I don't know how we got there, yeah. but <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We gotta end we gotta end the show. Um appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching. Um yeah, uh tune in and also uh you you probably will. I'm not sure, you know, but the the if the Lord is willing, you'll see more Sean and uh we'll have more shows. So uh, right on. Thank you, James, for uh, allowing us to sit in for you. Thank you, Jesse, for uh, providing a platform. Thank you, Hassan, for doing the board. Thank you, Nate, for the whole team. But we got to end. 
We got to go. My show's coming up right now at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Make sure you guys switch over to Joel Friday TV on YouTube. And um, I am doing another live show myself. So I'll see you guys over there. Until next time. See you guys later. Hake Report out.